Hi, welcome back. I am Christina Barsi, your host, and this is Be Bold Begin, the podcast designed to help you find your purpose and unblock the blocks with Kaizen Muse creative tips and tools. And I'm going to talk with you today about your superpowers. That's right, your superpowers. <laughs> so before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about awareness and the power of your voice, starting with the one inside your head. And I'll tell this from my own experience with discovering the power of this voice with myself. And uh, the reality is the way we talk to ourselves can determine how we feel about a lot of things. Your brain is sort of deciding on a perspective as we go through life and a very simple way to break it down would be you know positive versus negative but there are a lot of ways that we can lean one way or another when it comes to how we feel about things and whether there are barriers there or things we don't even realize that we believe that's just inherited through growing up or what we're exposed to etc. So first and foremost, it reveals what we really think about ourselves. The first time this was introduced to me to even take notice of the self-talk that ran through my mind nonstop was a suggestion that was super revealing. Not only did I not realize that I could do this, and it's called metacognition, where you can observe your thoughts and flipping from just observing the things around us when we start to observe our own thinking then we can really start to make decisions and choices and weed away uh, influences that we don't like that don't feel like they're coming from our core and that's like that was like fifth level from where I was at at this point I just, just didn't even realize I could observe this way and doing that process alone was so powerful it was super revealing So not only did it feel super weird to begin doing it at first, but the words that were on repeat in my mind and then that I also said out loud to myself was shockingly negative. I had no idea how negative I was being on a regular basis, but not only on a regular basis, but like every few minutes I would say something really negative to myself or about the experience I was having, meaning the experience of my life, I was, I had a very um, sort of difficult, negative, this is hard disposition that I, I knew I felt that certain things were difficult, but I didn't realize how often I was telling myself that my life was one that was very hard. Everything in it for me at the time, I realized had to have tension in order for it to not only exist, like its own special theory of relativity, it does not exist without tension, without it being difficult. This is one of the first things that revealed itself to me. But it is what also gave it worth and validity. That was a huge epiphany. Realizing that the fact that something was difficult to attain or to do, etc., or just the process of working hard at something is what gave it worth and validity to me, which therefore gave me worth and validity. And that theme 
is so deep. It's still unraveling. It probably will unravel, continue to unravel for the rest of my life. And there are certain themes and threads in our lives that once you discover them, you can continue to pull on them forever. And that is okay. That is what a process looks like. That's why we're here. That's what you know, learning and expanding and growing is all about. It's just you become more and more and more aware of the depth of exploring these types of things that we that we have. And, and sometimes they do, you know, almost disappear, but they are just, they show up in other ways. And then we, the difference is we have tools and, and different perspective and awareness to um, allow it to continue unraveling and allow the process to continue to be. So just know that I say that because it's important to know there are moments and areas in my life where I thought, well, I healed that and I'm done now. <laughs> and I think I'm good. And by the time I run into another situation that looks similar to the one I just healed, I will not have any of these issues anymore. And that is just not true. You might still have those issues. You just have a better toolbox to approach them. And you may not feel them in the same way as you used to. And that is beautiful. And that is growth. But um, things don't just go away. So I just want to point that out. <laughs> Something I had to learn as well. And as part of this whole unearthing process. So all that said, that level of awareness, that first pulling back and churning of that page was a lot. And it felt like a lot. And, and it could have even felt overwhelming. And oftentimes, the first thought is, well, I'll just change it. Just just be positive. And if you ask other people for advice, oftentimes you just hear, well, just, just be more positive. Duh, that's the obvious kinder choice, kinder to yourself, kinder to others, etc. Just be nice. But that doesn't, that's not how it works. Again, there is a process to understanding why we're thinking this way in the first place. And for you, it might be something totally different. It might not be negative. This was my personal journey with my first real experience with awareness and my, my voice and how I talked to myself and how I did or didn't make more space for others as a result of that. I had a hard time making space for myself. So the first notion of realizing that the reason it was difficult to make space for myself at times was because I was basically shit-talking to myself all, all day long <laughs> and and being upset about apparently the life choices I had made because everything in my life I was unhappy with to some on some level. So that is a lot of information just from starting to pay attention, paying attention to my, my thoughts. So this process can be very revealing. And you can't just change it. I had to approach it really tiny, meaning my approach had to be small as fuck. I had to make the, the moves really small and, and be okay with that. And that was really uncomfortable, but also really nice. It was interesting for sure. And luckily I had a guide. I had a coach because I was in my coaching program during the, this time and I had support. I had a support system. I had a group of women who were, they just happened to all be women who were in this group with us coaching, learning to be coaches together, coaching each other. And I was going through the program with Jill Badonsky, which is um, in an episode, by the way, if you want to listen to it, she was the one who created 
this methodology and I was going through this process while I was being supported by my coach at the time, which was Jill, Jill Podomsky. She was coaching all of us as she taught us how to become coaches. And I'm telling you, it made huge difference in my life by experiencing what it meant to have someone guide you like that. So something to consider. It can be difficult to do it all by yourself. You're not alone because I'm here with you and we actually have a Facebook group that you can join and I'm in there every day and you're welcome to ask me anything you want. So I'm here for you. If you do these exercises and stuff comes up for you, you can reach out. I just want you to know that because it meant all the world to me to know that there was someone on the other side who understood what was happening as I was becoming aware of these things. So the fact is that that awareness alone was enough. The observation at the time had to just be enough. That was my small move, was to just be okay with all of that being there. The unearthing was enough. Permission to not have to do anything about it, but know it and acknowledge it. And that alone would eventually ignite change. The time it takes to get to a side of it that feels like transformation is undetermined. We don't know when that part comes. And it may not feel like this big transformation. You might just suddenly be on the other side of it because, again, as the process works, you're like, oh, how did... It's just different now (laughs) because it happens gradually. Or sometimes you do have a big epiphany and you realize, holy crap, all this information just downloaded finally. To me, it feels like I call it a drop-in, and um, a lot of people talk about epiphanies and information that comes to them as a download, but we're working on things, and our brain and our subconscious are working on things, and when I usually can feel it drop into my body when the change happens, when when I feel like I'm finally, like, in a cognitive understanding, my body feels it. It feels different. The energy changes, but that, that level of sensitivity also took a lot of awareness practice for me to to feel it in my body so some of you work the other way around you feel things in your body first and then start to connect it to the mind so we're all different in how we process things but your body is a part of that process as well in how we receive information and digest it literally so the time it takes to feel it we don't know because that's the journey another thing to accept that I can't control is time because I thought I could. <laughs> it was sort of a, a, an obsession of mine to try to control time, which is ridiculous and unreasonable, but it turns out it's super normal and common. Most of us try to control our day. We try to control how much can we can accomplish in a certain amount of time, and we're chasing time constantly. And And it works against us when we do that. And we are working against the current and we are swimming upstream. And that was all my thing. Again, I I wanted to fight it. I needed the tension. I needed the control equals tension a lot of times. And I realized through that that things things weren't hard in my mind in terms of negative talk and all of that. Just because circumstances are difficult, I realized that I felt like if things were easy, that it would be, it's a cop-out. If it's easy, it's a cop-out. Like, 
if something came easy to me, then it was that must be a fluke and therefore has no value. And I realized that I had made that a core value of mine that wasn't true. I had been lying to myself about that because of things I'd learned and habits and stuff that didn't necessarily belong to me, but that I'd picked up along the way repetitively and decided that this is how I thought those were the rules. You know, we learn rules as we grow up about how the world works. You know, again, our families, our friend circles, whatever we're exposed to. And we take that all with us and some things stick, stick, they're real sticky. <laughs> they stay and they're just in there as, as our beliefs and how we think the world works. And that was, again, an, another layer to this awareness. I realized, oh, wow, I don't think anything is valuable if, it, if it's not hard. And I'm a hard worker. I like to work. I do still love working and being productive and being active in, in the things I love. But separating myself from the act are, is tricky and nuanced and interesting and layered and I have to be it's almost like a codependency on the work like separating the idea of my relationship with the work being something I'm choosing to do I like to work hard I like to also work easy now and that's much nicer <laughs> I can still be productive do all the work have results and have it feel good and be easy but and have its you know its usual stuff that comes with work which is not always super easy, but I can handle it. And it's always going to be fine, which is a different, that takes the fear out of it. I just know it's going to be fine no matter what. That's really different than being dependent on the work and thinking that if I don't work really, really hard and kill myself over this, then I will not get results. I will not, you know, fill in the blank. People won't believe that I deserve this, whatever the end goal is. And that was mind blowing to realize so finding that out, that there was actually other ways to get to do a thing was mind-blowing, that I could put worth in the easy stuff too. And just knowing that that option existed, that was very often enough just to know that that was an option. And I talk about this a lot because I'm explaining the journey to you now of why, what if it were easy, it was so powerful to me. And if you've listened to any of these other episodes, I've mentioned that. A handful of times it's, it was my biggest small question meaning a small question that does not have to be answered in the moment that can that your subconscious can work on your brain will continue to try to answer it and slowly things will change in the background and they can change in the forefront as well depending on how you're being active with that question but for me this is why what if it were easy was so powerful for me the understanding that there was another way to make it easier and that easy didn't change the accomplishment, the achievement. It didn't make it a less valuable achievement. It just made the process feel better. And that's very peaceful versus all of the push and strain and tumultuousness that comes with thinking things need to be difficult. Like for example, how many times, here's something about value. How many times have you heard someone say something like, hey, I'm shopping to buy a home. And then I say something like, wow, that is amazing. Congratulations. And they say something back like, yeah, but it's only because I 
inherited some money, so whatever. I hear stuff like this all the time. And the power is not in the inherited money, which that's debatable. If you work in manifestation, there's power in things just coming to you as well, but that's another podcast. So the power in that situation is in the choice you get to make with the money. You decided to buy a house with it and improve and elevate your life with it and possibly even the lives of others like family members or people you love or maybe kids that you'll have down the line or whatever. That is huge. That's a huge thing. And our gifts are that way, the things that we that come easily to us. So here's the next step, right? There are things that that just come easy to us. We all have things that uh, might be might look difficult for other people or are difficult for other people, but they come easy to us. Everyone has something like that or many things like that usually. And often those are the things we value about ourselves the least because they are easy. We don't think about how we do them. It just happens. It just comes out of us. It's almost like magic. And see, I think that is actually what magic is. It's the stuff that feels amazing and gets us all the results while we also get to grow and elevate our lives with it and the lives of other people. And that's beautiful. That's magical. That feels amazing. And it can often look like magic to others. So those are our superpowers. We just need to believe in them as much as others do. And that's not always easy. It's, it's hard to even notice them sometimes. So that's where the awareness becomes a really key part of this process. So now to flip things from my big journey about things being hard and negative and starting to, to change what easy feels like and to get into that energy of easy, we can start with ourselves, you know, what comes easy to us? What are our superpowers? And how can we honor those and lean into them more? So I have an exercise for you, of course. And again, the awareness is the key to this process. So all that said, flipping my thoughts from hard to easy, from tension to talent, from hard and harsh to kindness with myself, allowed me to make so much more space not just for myself, but for others. It is truly a process that works inside out, which is why I focus so much on you, on the inside of you, so that you can then take those things you learned to do with yourself and then extend them to how you are in the world and expand out and it becomes a very beautiful exchange. So here's the exercise. It is a superpower exercise. So you're going to do a couple of lists. The first one, it could be one big list, but the first way to look at it is ask yourself what comes easy to you. And this can be big or small. And it could be something like talking to people, like you have charisma, or writing stories or telling stories, being curious about others, asking questions, being curious about the world, Drawing, I'm a ter terrible at that. So people that can draw is like, wow. Music, music is another one like that. Some people just have a knack for it. Working with your hands, cooking. Cooking is a talent that can be a superpower. If you love to cook, I have a really interesting, I realized I have a really interesting relationship with people who can cook for me. It makes me feel so 
loved and cared for. It means so much to me. I didn't realize this until I met a few people who have been doing this for me. And it makes me feel safe. It makes me feel at home. It makes me feel cared for. And if you lean into that and you like doing that and doing that for others, that you can be making somebody feel whole and lovely and cared for. I mean, what a big gift, right? Routine, organization, if you have great habits or you're really organized, those can be superpowers. Listening to others, holding space for people by really listening. That's a huge one for me too when I feel heard, all the things. So those are some ways to look at it. And then something to add, if you're, if you're struggling with this or you just want to do more, what do others compliment you on? Now, it can be looks. Those are gifts that we can't control as well. It could be your best assets. It could be your eyes. It could be your really nice hair or teeth or whatever. That can make us feel awkward. But acknowledging that that's part of who we are as well can be empowering. So what do people compliment you on? And in addition to looks, what do they compliment you on outside of that? So you can either add to the list you just created or make another one about what others say. And when you're done with that, we're going to have some fun. But first, I want you to write at the bottom, these are my superpowers. Now, pick one or two or maybe a couple that seem related to each other. Or just ask yourself this question, what would your superpower be or your superhero version of yourself be? based on the um, on one of these superpowers. And once you have that, go ahead and name your superhero. It could be really fun. I mean, think about it. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. That is a funny, that's a funny superpower. <laughs> so you can name it anything you want and then describe them. Write a little bio for your superhero, which is you. And even if you don't draw, I think it'd be, it would be really fun. Have some fun with this and draw yourself with this superpower. And if you don't want to draw a human or a person or yourself here, you could just draw what your like emblem would be. I mean, everyone knows what the Superman emblem looks like or the Batman logo looks like. You could draw yourself a little something like that, but something fun. Have fun with it. And when you are done with that... Give it a little gratitude and you can write at the bottom, thank you for these gifts. Thank you for these superpowers. I will use them for good. So thank you for listening. I hope you had fun with that one and I will see you very soon. Thank you for listening to Be Bold Begin. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so as not to miss an episode. Due to the unusual circumstances, our release schedule will not be set to a specific day currently. So the best way to ensure you get all the new episodes is by subscribing. Help us build a positive community by joining the Facebook group, also called Be Bold Begin. I'll be checking it daily to answer and acknowledge any of your questions and comments. Stay positive and safe out there.
Season two of Be Bold Begin is brought to you by the free podcasting for abundance course called Be the Leading Podcast Voice in Your Niche, How to Use the Principles of Abundance as a Tool. You can find the free course by creating a login and signing in on our website, avanthousemedia.com or ahmcreate.com. This course is all about how to podcast from a place of abundance. And what does that mean? To be a leader in your niche, you have to feel like a leader and have the mindset of a leader. We'll explore some tools on how to access the feelings of abundance to stay in that empowerment state and to speak and create from your authentic self. After all, podcasting is all about truth and authenticity. It's such an intimate experience for the listener that truth and authenticity is a necessity. So this course is meant to help you get in touch with that or stay in touch with it, depending on where you are on your journey. And whether you're a podcaster or not, these exercises can be beneficial for anyone who's creating something and can be applied at any time during your process or even just your daily life. It's a great way to do some self-care and to explore your power and truth during this time of uncertainty. We all have a little more time right now, so let's try and use it in ways that will benefit us now and after this period. Give it a try. It's totally free. Just go to avanthousemedia.com or ahmcreate.com and create your login and the course will be there waiting for you.